Hello and welcome to the Mo the D Oh G Ah A Podcast Hello and welcome to this episode of the Mo Video Games Podcast. We are happy to have you back on this week's episode. We got a couple of juicy matchups as well as a whole lot of just exceptional tech news to report. So, uh, you know, strap yourselves in. This is going to be a close one through and through the whole time. So please enjoy and enjoy. Hello and welcome. Thank you, thank you, thank you for showing up to today's episode of the Mo Video Games Podcast. We have a splendiferous episode for you today. Where are these voices coming from, man? I don't know. Where are your voices coming from? My ass. That's kind of gross, don't you think? Yeah. I've actually, I'm a ventriloquist. I've only been speaking out of my ass for for years, but I have sank it up. Yeah, that's a little gross. Still, it's still on the gross part of things. But that's fair. What what a way to start this episode. Yeah, that should just be. I'll just clip that. Just use that as a start. (laughs) Yeah, thirty seconds before you actually hear it. Here's a little teaser. I could just put a silence for it and just not explain it, but still keep the section, you know, <laughs> or or mute or make it real quiet. So you, you had to listen real, real. Did he say he's a ventriloquist? And I don't know why you're putting your ass their ears. That's how to do it. Yeah, it's called jump scares. It's, it's horror. Ever heard of it? It's also called ear damage, which is bad. We don't like that. That's true. Because then you, you can't hear us. Exactly. And name a worse existence. You can't. You can't. Uh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Okay, okay. Tech news. Sounds like we got quite a, quite a bit. Well, okay, I have to... You, you think I would come prepared. That's where you're wrong. Uh, uh, where, where did I put it? You, it, you is, used to care, you know, or you <laughs> used to come, you used to come prepared when you cared about the podcast, but now. There we go. I found it. I found it. I found it. Found it? So, the NPD group, formerly known as, I believe, the National Purchase Diary Panel Incorporated, <laughs> but essentially, so, per their description, I don't actually have it in front of me, but they they essentially they use they they gather point of sale data and they're they're like a data analytics company for for all kinds of of markets. But they have a gaming group and they just released a bunch of information. And from that, we learned a bunch of really interesting statistics about game sales and console sales. Yep, that's a lot of background, but the, the interesting thing. So. Spider-Man Miles Morales has outsold The Last of Us Part 2 
and Ghost of Tsushima. Combined. No, I don't think combined, but it has sold more copies in both of those. Now, that's not too shocking because I believe both of those games are rated M and Spider-Man is not. And also Spider-Man is like a universally loved superhero title IP. You can give it to your like your kids play it. You play it as an adult. Well, what are you talking about? You're wrong, sir. Yeah, don't say universal. Most are talking about the company. (laughs) Which is unrelated. True. Until it's not. Last of Us. Uh, But Spider-Man 2018 is actually a game I'm talking about today. But yeah, Miles Morales, it's not too shocking. And also, it's bundled with a lot of PS5s as well. And it's cross-gen, so it's PS5 and PS4 sold on there and sale inflation all that sale inflation inflated but but still still pretty impressive because i mean those are obviously two of the best-selling games on the ps4 and miles morales isn't even a full-fledged game it's a large expansion essentially and here it is destroying those two so that's kind of interesting the second thing we learned, the PS5, through its first five months of sales, is the fastest selling game console of all time. I was going to be real surprised if you didn't add that console word. <laughs> the PS5 is the fastest selling game of all time. Uh, but yeah, so it is. And that's both in dollars and units sold. So, oh yeah, it's the mo- is it, isn't it like the most expensive console we've had yet? Uh, no, or not literally. The, the PS3 but like, takes that. Uh, oh, because the PS3 was like a fucking literal quintillion dollars, six hundred dollars for a PS3. Oh my right? god, yeah. yeah, that was bad. Yeah, that was. Oh, yeah, dumb. no one's gonna buy that, especially at that time in gaming. That wasn't the best time. Just buy the Xbox 360. Just call it a day. I mean, the Xbox 360. Once you got past. Every single possible ring of death that exists on that <laughs> system, which is about four trillion. My my brother and I, we massacred Xbox 360s. I mean, they just couldn't handle the heat. They should have gotten out of the kitchen. That's wise advice to anyone standing in a kitchen that's on fire. Yeah, if you can't handle it. Get out. Which if it's on fire, you probably can't. <laughs> Unless you got some dope fire suppression, hey, it's possible. But but yeah, that Xbox 360 won that gen. But for sure, yeah, PS3, I think, is still the most expensive console that was ever sold, especially at launch. But yeah, the last gen consoles released at $400. These are $500. Granted, the digital version of the PS5 is $400. And the Xbox Series S is $300. It's wild. It's different. But yeah, it's it's definitely a little bit more expensive. But units sold also. That's, that's why I specified both. Like, yeah, the dollars isn't that surprising. Um, but the the actual units sold. But the Switch is still in the month of March was still the best selling console in March. It's because there's no PS5s to buy. <laughs> yeah. But it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Like the switch has been out for a long time, yeah. production and purchasing is stabilized. <laughs> not, I still can't get my RTX 3060. Fucking ten years after release date, it's gonna be 2070, and I'm gonna finally buy 
If I get, I'm going to get to the year 3060 before I get my 3060. You know what oh, I'm saying? Wait. Spicy. Yeah. That's spicy true. take, mostly because I'm not going to live a thousand years. But if I did, if I did, it would be a spicy take. And then the, the final headlining uh, revelation, I suppose, is that Mario Kart 8 is now the best selling racing game of all time. No. No, that's true. It it passed the previous best-selling racing game of all time, which is Mario Kart Wii. Oh, phew. If you said it passed Forza, I'd be real pissed. I'd have to go take down Mario Kart 8. Well, I mean, it it, it it has sold more. It's the best. So, yeah, it's... More than Forza. Yeah, I'm aware of that, but I thought I thought Forza, you know, I was hoping that Forza was originally the leader. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I'm very aware what the best means. Thank you, Max. I know that you know you've been taking <laughs> you've been taking a couple classes lately, so you're you know big brain math, math, mathematical prowess is really on top of things. But also purple misfit in the house joining Ooh. us up in the chat. What on up a, on a computer at work? So. Uh, I, I appreciate it. that's that's how important the Mobile Games podcast give, is. Give us the views. Give us the views. Uh, but yeah, so those those are kind of the big things that came out of the NPD group. There's a bunch you can go look it up. They had a whole like report, and I think one of the members of the NPD group had has this Twitter thread just kind of releasing a bunch of like big headliner things like that. So it's. It's interesting. It, it's just, I don't know. It's it's interesting data. I mean, what do you do with it? Absolutely nothing because we're not running a business, so we don't care. We, but we talk about it on the video games podcast. <laughs> exactly. Which is, is a business. Interesting data. Exactly. Hey, we are actually an LLC. I forgot to tell you. Oh shit! Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I filed a while ago. Hell yeah. We're limited liability. I don't know what our liability <laughs> is, but I know it's limited. <laughs> We don't know because it's so limited. We can't find it. It's so I exa- exa- I forgot where I even put it. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty interesting. I did, I mean, I guess it's not surprising that Mario Kart is a top doggy. I mean, Mario Kart is a racing game, literally, but like it to me is its own category of racing game. You know, like you have just normal racing games, and then you have like. I guess Mario Kart and uh, Crash Team Racing or whatever, you know, right. like those yeah. are kind of their own. Like, I feel like it should be like I don't know. I mean, Kart Racer. I think yeah, it's yeah, kind Kart, of yeah. There we go, Kart Racer. You're you're in a kart. You got power ups. You're yeah. How are you gonna compare that to like Dirt Two, like or whatever, you know, or like any of like the rally racing games? Like that just it's not the same at all. Very I, different. To to be fair, the Mario Kart 8 does have a Mercedes SUV in it, so it does have actual cars. Yeah, that part is weird to me, but did Mercedes just, like, pay them? Like, please advertise our Mercedes Benz? I mean, yeah, li- literally. I, I, I don't know why else there would be a single Mercedes in an otherwise... Fictitional, fictitious, fictitious. fictitious. Yeah, like yeah, it, it, it's weird. It's bizarre, but I kind of like it. As as a a lover of cars, having a real car in a Mario Kart game is pretty but exciting. Who, who's who's walking by some people playing Mario Kart or playing Mario Kart sees the Mercedes and is like, I have to buy a Mercedes Benz now. 
Who? It's, Who it, thinks that? What? What's the logical translation here? They're they're playing the long the long game. They're like, okay, kids are going to see a Mercedes growing up. Yeah, and yeah it's going to be. They're going to know it's a good brain. car too. Yeah, yeah. It, it's fast car in the game. They'd be like, okay, I know Mercedes is good. They grow up. Is they, it actually the fastest? I I I highly doubt. That'd that would be so dumb. That would be. I wouldn't be surprised. Well, I would be surprised. Oh God, you can't see me anymore. Hello. <laughs> I'm trapped in here. Chocho, Chocho, stop. A little uh, hydro, homie. I don't know what happened. I was trying to adjust the cord. Chocho! Bingo, bango. Everything Chocho. went flying. Chocho. Hold on, let me give Chocho some water, because apparently she thinks I didn't give her any. Chocho. Okay. We're back. We're, oh, it, it fell again. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm a failure! This what is how is you know it's live. My, what happened? My tripod ain't tripoding. Let me let me tell you. Is it monopoding? <laughs> uh, give everyone a little bit of motion sickness, real quick. Okay. 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 My cat just loves to jam her face in any water container and then try to lick it. Or drink it. I'll see if I can find a clip. Well, actually, I can just talk about my stuff since you're going to be struggling for the next like five hours. Yeah, it's true. So I have tech news. Hit me. First off, is there's no tech news. Um, it's only cool news. <laughs> oh. uh, Pest. I know him for Hollow Knight, any percent, NNG. Another world record. Mere like two weeks again. So it seems like every like about week on average he just gets a little bit faster. So it's a thirty-two thirty-nine. <clears throat> the run is like it's pretty crazy. That's all I gotta say. Uh the optimization on that run is getting to a point that like he will still be able to make improvements, but he is running out of even the small improvements to like start cutting down time on. Um so yeah. Either way, very hype. Love seeing new world records. Keeps it exciting. Oh, this Makes, was you know, Hollow Knight, right? Yeah. Any and, percent, and, no any major percent? glitches. Dang. Yeah, he's beaten his own time like four or five times in the last two months. Uh, he's just kind of he's kind of going on a rampage right now. That's and that's maybe, pretty nuts to constantly make improvements like that when you're already the top. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty dope it's pretty dope um had a little clash tournament for league of lagoons last night got first place always oh. talk about when you get the dubbies yeah best team on the rift na this side of the mississippi and the other side of the mississippi because <laughs> best team na baby let's go so how does that how does that work how are the teams like, do you guys just like know other teams and you, or do you get randomly assigned through like the Riot client? Oh, we get randomly assigned. So, so when it's, when it's Clash, it's just, uh, yeah, you can just sign up for a tournament and they'll try to place you. They have a tiering system. They're, I was thinking about this yesterday. This makes no sense. They have a tiering system, right? So it's like iron players are tier four and silver and gold players are tier two and three. And, you know, diamond plus is tier one. But then within the tiering system, they already try to match you with people that are like 
close rank to you according to your tier. So it's like, because if you're tier one, which is like platinum plus essentially, uh, they won't they won't match you against like challenger players, right? That would just wouldn't be fair. Yeah. But so if you're doing that, then why even have the tiering system in the first place? Like, what 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 is the point of having a tier system? If you're already going to do, like, the matchmaking part yourself within the confines of the game. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't make any fucking sense to me. So, um. Also, don't know if you're watching chat, but Purple Misfit says, congrats. Thank you. Thank you. I was not watching chat. I can't watch chat. I have eyeballs. (laughs) Um. Oh, but yeah, so either way, it's just, it's a, you know, 16, 16 team bracket. And then we, our second game, we ended up running into a grandmaster player. So like top 0.1%, uh, but he was on a Smurf, but his name was like, this is my name too. And so Mitch just deleted the two <laughs> and obviously that's his name. <laughs> for his main account so then we found him on twitch uh and then we were watching him and then like our names are on his twitch stream <laughs> so we stream sniped him for a little bit we did it i nice. i closed i closed out before the game but the fact that he's you know a grandmaster player playing on a gold account for clash i was like this guy's kind of pathetic <laughs> really kind of ruined the experience so yeah. we hard banned him the fuck out he had, we banned all, like, his top three champions. And we got the W. We beat a GM player, so it feels good. They actually had, they definitely yeah. had multiple Smurfs on that account. They definitely were liars. About. <laughs> and you still won. And we still won. So it feels good. It feels good to be a GM player. So <sighs> Purple Misfit has made some honey cinnamon latte for herself. Um, wondering what we're drinking for coffee. What are you, what what did you have in your cup this morning, Oliver? Because we have not spoken oh. yet about coffee. Oh, you know what I'm drinking. You know what I'm saying? Uh, wait, oh, hold on. I know we talked about this last time. I should know. Duncan. Yes. How did you know? No, it's tea. Dang it. I didn't actually make any coffee. I think our Duncan's actually already almost out. We. Obliter- we obliterate coffee in this household. We bought two pounds and it lasted us like a blink of an eye. So that it's called keeping it fresh. You know, you don't want <sighs> it to go stale. Exactly. Yeah. If this, <laughs> if the ground sit for too long, it ruins the quality of them. So, um, but I'll make some coffee after this because coffee sounds delicious. But tea's just so easy and quick. That's the thing. You know, it's like I boil water and then I'm done and I get caffeine. Um, and I, I don't have coffee with me right now. I already drank it this morning because I was up bright and early shooting that B roll, <laughs> you know? Um, but I, I made another one. It was on my Instagram at Maxwell Lewis gaming, but it was a vanilla sweet cream, cold brew, uh, at home DIY version of essentially the Starbucks drink. So you, you have some heavy cream, got a little bit of milk, a little bit of vanilla syrup. You whip that bad boy up. And then you get some cold brew. You, you put it on top. You, you watch it trickle down, and you're Ooh. like, "Oh man, it just looks it looks gorgeous, and it tastes fantastic." 
It looked really good, but I thought you were like pouring Bailey's on a Guinness at like eight o'clock in the morning when I first saw it because you had it in the Guinness glass, and so I was like, Maxwell. I mean, I respect it, but like, I I hashtagged not beer. (laughs) Yeah, but I got the. I I think I saw the Snapchat. I don't think I saw the. Oh sure sure sure. I didn't see the hashtag not beer, bro. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, No, I I was like I I don't know how to make this clear. Like I, it's just happened to have. You were getting fucked up in the morning. Yeah, maybe. Uh, a little bit of whiskey, whiskey. But yeah, uh, to answer Purple Misfits' question, I played the jungle. Uh, Sejuani, Doctor Moon. I play tanks. I play tanks in the jungle because no one wants to play tanks on my team. So I'm the I'm the chunky front man who just walks up to people and CCs them and tells them to stop walking. So, <laughs> how are you liking jungle? is turning uh, turning around you know well it was all it was already okay at first but i'm definitely starting to like it it's definitely a very like especially in clash i have to shot call or like i think i really should be shot calling a lot so it's something i'm working on but yeah i feel like i'm pretty much the person who between me and my support uh like we should really be the ones calling them a bulk of the macro decisions and stuff like that so it's been definitely my my macro is not the best. My micro is like decent uh, in relativity, you know. But uh, so yeah, it's been fun learning the the macro, and then yeah, having a little bit more of a a talky role. Normally, I'm used to like playing top lane where I'm like silent unless it's I have an like island. <laughs> yeah, if I'm playing like Shen and I have Shen ultimate, you know, I'll be like Ultia, <laughs> or or you get ganked and you're like jungle top. That's like the only two things that you say the entire game. <laughs> so yeah, I, I've I've ended up liking it quite a bit. I'm trying to learn more damage oriented junglers, but uh not as not as easy, surprisingly. When you're a tank, you just go boop, you know? And then if you start dying, you just walk out. Like Especially there's some tanks that are just they're so ridiculous. It's like, yeah, if you, you could you could walk into all five of them unless they have like an hour of CC, you just like, oh, I walked up, took took the turn down the wrong alleyway. I'm gonna leave <laughs> I'm gonna leave this place now. Yeah, when we when we were playing payday two, that's why I loved playing the, the tank as well. Like there's different if you've never played payday two, there's like different skill progressions and stuff, and there's different types of body armor you can put on and as as you unlock more they have these like super heavy like full body armor like flak jacket things that make you slow as shit but they i mean you're like invincible yeah Yeah. you're like a bullet sponge uh so i would i would have the the super bullet sponge and then i would have like tons of additional ammo packs and i was a technician and just like a super high-powered rifle and i would just like stand in the middle of a street with like 30 cops just firing at me and just like trying to pick them off. And yeah, it feels great to not have a fear of death. But I have to say, like watching you play the the super stealthy quick, like guns akimbo, like that looks like a fun way to play. It's just my... It is very fun to play. I'm not strategic enough. And it feels good to walk up to the crime scene with just your, your suit on, you know, like that. Yeah. It's pretty badass, you know, walk up and then pull out your little akimbos. <laughs> the new song um so yeah man we haven't we haven't done payday in a while i know know we've kind of we've griped about the uh pc edition but uh that's okay 
Well, so, so that brings me to a potential suggestion of a game we can play together uh, coming up and maybe maybe invite some out? More, more peeps. No, not a way out. Um, Phasmophobia. Oh, that could be a fun one, too. Uh, but this one is called Hood Outlaws and Legends. And I, I think the hood is like Robin Hood. And I don't know if the game is released yet. I, at least I don't believe it is. But essentially, you are on a team of four people trying to, like, infiltrate this, like, castle area and get the, the treasure and doing a stealth lane, you each have your own like abilities and, and specials and stuff like that. Probably similar to like a Rainbow Six is probably closer than like Payday, but similar to that. But the the twist on the, the gameplay formula is that there is also an enemy opposing team of four people also trying to steal the treasure. So you, you guys oh, that's are kind of cool. Yeah, both competing to try and get the treasure. And then like once one person gets you're like trying to get it out to like to the safe zone, then the other team has to like try and get it back from you and stuff. So I don't know. I, I watched the, there's a gameplay trailer on YouTube. Uh, I'll try and link that below in, in the description if, if you're interested. But it, it looks it looks interesting, at, at least worth like a checkout. But it, I'll be curious to know how much they're going to charge for it. If they're charging 60 bucks for it, that seems like a no. But like a 30 bucks, I think I would. For sure. I'd throw it it doesn't. It looks dope. I'd definitely be down to play it. We could do a we could do a little Mo video games, video game session with that the would, fans. We could yeah. bond with the fans. I'm AKA down. Okay, the, the people we already know. Maybe we have randoms. Hopefully we have a Canadian. Doctor Who, maybe, make an appearance. Yeah. Oh, $30. Okay. It, it, Purple Misfits confirming $30. In, in which case, I am on board. Yeah, that would be pretty dope. I, I, it, look, it looks pretty good. The, the, the Hood Outlaws and Legends definitely is a kind of a weird name, but... <laughs> I, I think their tagline at the end of the trailer is, um, We're all outlaws. But only some of us could become legends. <laughs> it's just like that's pretty dumb. Uh, it's cheese. It's cheese. But I, I'm okay with it. Uh, oh, I cheese. I just when I heard a hood outlaws and legends, I was just thinking you're in the hood and you're <laughs> right. not a, like it's GTA or something. I don't know. Like it's like okay, another GTA. Uh, oh, and she says 10th of May too for the for the release. Okay, so that's it's coming up. It's coming up quick. And when they have a, a date like that, you know, normally, especially this close, it's a good sign it'll actually come out and not just get pushed back 700 times. Yeah. And then still be an alpha. We, we shall see. But I'm, I'm, I'm willing to give it a, a 30 buck throw down. 30 buck chuck. And then I also have to plug in here. So on my, my YouTube channel, uh, the developer Capitalite reached out to me. Uh, they they're an indie developer. They're they're creating this new game called Path of Kami, and I I did a playthrough. Uh, you you can go watch that on my channel, Maxwell Lewis Gaming. But I just want to say like, hey, it, g- give it a look. They're indie developer. They're still going through a crowdfunding campaign. Uh, so it all the links are on on my video on on my channel. If you're interested at all in supporting the game, you can download the demo yourself. It it, it looks kind of like it. It's called Path of Kami. It's K-A-M-I. And it's it looks like a journey type game. 
like literally the game journey uh I, th- there was another one i think that it, it had some heavy influence from as well like but abzu it, or whatever or arzu whatever yeah 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 i forgot what the the game was called but the, the i'm thinking of the underwater swim one it looked a lot like abzu yeah you know what i'm talking about you're just swimming yep. aimlessly underwater definitely not my number one type of game but yeah it, it's it's definitely a certain style for sure um, that that not a lot of action or anything. Some light platforming and stuff like that. A little bit of puzzle solving. Um, it's an alpha demo right now, is what I played, and so so it's still pretty early. And they're I think about a little over thirty percent of the way through their crowdfunding. I think they're trying to raise five thousand dollars or something like that. I think is their goal. Either five or fifteen, one of the two, and uh, something around there. But yeah, I, I had to throw that there. It's it pretty interesting. It was fun. So I, I live streamed it and the developer hopped into live chat and so got to interact with them. Um, kind of asked some of the questions about the game and they were able to tell me some of the things they're working on that they'll add in the future. So fun time, but Capitolite, cool indie developer. Uh, just just wanted to give that a plug as well. So Wait, what? how did you play it early? I I didn't play it early. I so they they have an itchio uh alpha demo that you can download. You like donate oh, whatever I amount see. of money you see. So yeah, so they, yeah. they just they asked me if I was interested in playing it. Like didn't didn't offer to like give a code or like pay any money or anything. Just wanted. And I was like, hey, yeah, sure, I'll give it a whirl, check it out. Someone reaches out to me like that. So I, I mean, I did some research on the developer too and the game, and and it looked interesting. They look legit. So that's why. I gave it a whirl, and yeah, they're they're fun people. It's fun to interact with them and stuff. So, indie, it's pretty cool. Keep is it mind. just the? Uh, how many people are is Capitalite? Not many. It's uh, so they their developers website. They have like an about section, I think, that shows the different people. I think there's like five or six people on the team. And their their crowdfunding campaign is through iFundWomen, and they they're all about diversity um especially gender diversity in game development because the what women are underrepresented uh, wow i can't speak are underrepresented in game development versus the the percentage that they make up of the actual gaming population uh so yeah i saw the to- i fund women yeah which is pretty dope yeah they have a lot of women on their team which is super cool yeah yeah and- definitely nice to see some not just chads you know, like oh, yeah. walk into Bethesda and it's just a bunch of like middle aged dudes, sweaty with a nice big gulp cup. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the stereotypes of gamers are anymore. Um, I, I think that's fair. That's that's like the South Park gamer, uh, from that yeah. the World of Warcraft uh, episode. Um, but yeah, the the game it it they uh, the leader of leader i guess for lack of a better word of of the studio is very into like anime and manga and stuff like that so i that's stuff i'm not into as well so there's probably even some more like subtle influences and stuff there so if you're interested in that something else to to give it a look uh but just just on its own i thought it was it was really pretty really calm uh the the composition is just really calming uh eastern asian influenced music that's pretty cool. And they, they have some cool sound design stuff going on. They There's one part where you, you're like trying to collect these souls, essentially. And every time you pick them up, there's like all this whispering in your ear. And apparently all the game devs, like it's their voices and stuff. So that's kind of cool, which is, is fun. So 
Um, yeah. Well, I'll check it out. That's for sure. Especially if they have oh, like yeah. a .io version to play. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can you can download. It's a pretty small file, and it it ran incredibly well. Uh, I mean, it's there's not much to the game, but yeah, I mean, I was getting solid frame rates. There's not like graphical settings or anything to adjust. I think it's just resolution. But sure. Um, on other news, sounds like you might have finished Alan Wake, and we might have said we were going to talk about it. Yeah, it's so okay. Well, okay. So first of all, spoiler alert: if you have not played Alan Wake, and if you haven't watched me play it on my YouTube channel, what are you doing? (laughs) No spoiler alert needed. Uh, but yeah. So so spoiler alert. We'll we'll probably discuss a little bit of that. But first off, would you recommend? Alan Wake to a friend, yes or no? Mm. Mm-hmm. That's tough. Uh, it, it would depend a little bit on the friend. Like, if I know what kind of games they're into, uh, that, that would depend a little bit. But my gut reaction is no. Same. Wait, you, you also would not recommend? Yeah, I don't think so. Interesting. Especially after your reaction to the game. <laughs> But I don't even know if I would have recommended it beforehand. I mean, it was good, but it's definitely uh, in a generation of titles that dated quite a bit, you know? Like, I definitely feel like uh, a lot of gameplay stuff got smoothed out in the last, like, since the Xbox 360. I feel like up until the Xbox 360 gen, we were, like, racing for graphics, and now, like, just, like, normal gameplay, you know, like, quality of life improvements kind of have been shooting up since then, a little bit less than the graphical thing. And it's definitely at the early, early part of the quality of life buffs, if you want to call them as much. Uh, And it's very, like, for... In comparison to a game now, it's just it's very one directional, you know, like it's just yeah. all about the story and the combat's like meh at best, if not annoying at worst, you know. So it's like I almost would rather just watch a movie at that point, at least like Uncharted 4, like the combat was fun, even if it was a little just like maybe a little monotonous, you know, but is definitely an improvement over the story driven game. Yeah, it, it definitely helps like level set my views on gameplay. Like I my one gripe with Uncharted 4 essentially is the gameplay, but I still liked the gameplay in Uncharted 4. The gameplay in Alan Wake, it I mean, I I say it in the my finale video when I'm kind of giving my thoughts at the end is if I was if I hadn't been playing it for YouTube, I would not have completed the game. Like the gameplay was that frustrating to me, but the yeah. the story was very interesting, and I liked the thematically all the stuff they did. And I kept saying, like, if they really are working on an Alan Wake two, that in modern time with modern gameplay mechanics, I think could yeah, be, be dope. pretty sweet. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, it's just uh, I feel like it, like smaller studios. I forgot who who dev Alan Wake Remedy. How big are they? Are they a small studio? Am I crazy they're, for they're, small studio? They're decently big. They they definitely. I mean, they did so. They did Quantum Break, which started out as a sequel to uh, Alan sure. Wake, and then took its own route, and then Control most uh, recently. They did the Max Payne stuff too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're like they're, they're a larger studio. I, they're not like Rockstar big. Um, sure, but definitely, I I don't think they classify as indie. 
Uh, but they're they're what they tackle thematically and in their stories is definitely pretty unique. Like they do they do some weird stuff. Like Quantum Break, Control, and Alan Wake are all like pretty pretty wacky uh, from the the story department. Which is dope. Yeah, the the story was definitely very interesting and very unique. Uh, that that much is for sure. They definitely had a good story. But yeah, the gameplay, it's like... Because uh, you have to... Essentially, there'll be like what a darkness... A, a little layer of darkness that's like protecting all the enemies in the game. So you have to caboose them with the flashlight until the darkness breaks. And then you got to hit them with the bang bang. Um, and it's just like... It, it It's just not that satisfying to do and so i definitely skipped that's the other thing i definitely skipped a lot of enemies when i was playing i feel like you were a lot more thorough about like trying to kill everything where i was just like if i don't have to fight it i don't want to fight it right it doesn't seem like they were trying to design it so that you did fight everyone yeah that i I think that's fair it seemed like they were designing for you to not fight everyone but it the way that the like level was set up it felt like you had to as well you know like the <laughs> the amount of mccanns and like stuff that they put in you're clearly supposed to be a relatively weak person in comparison it's not like a you know early in the game and you never skinned a boar before and then five minutes into the game you're skinning a boar and you're like oh yeah i've been doing oh, this my yeah. whole life god far cry 3 will never cease to entertain for that um but uh, yeah, I, I that is definitely like a gripe about there. It definitely like they kind of put you in some situations where you did have to kill everyone, even though you weren't remarkably strong. And it just yeah, it made the tempo kind of clunky. I also thought that the the mid game they did a good job once you hit like the concert. I thought, but like going up to the concert, it kind of dragged a little bit. I felt like the story it started getting a little sleepy. Yeah. Um and yeah definitely just lost some tempo i mean i don't know how much of that was necessary maybe they were just needing to set stuff up but the the um, concert is by far the highlight of the game for me i yeah, the concert was a uh, super dope yeah i thought that was fantastic the gameplay it was fun at that point it was like it seemed more balanced and there was a lot of like it, it was you're on the edge but like you have plenty of resources and if, there's a couple times where it feels like you're about to be overwhelmed and then there'll be like a big like stage light explosion that like kills half the enemies and yeah and then the music in the background and fucking i love barry barry is is the best yeah uh, and and the, the fact, maybe that's why I hated the ending so much, is they, they took Barry, they stripped Barry away from me for the ending. Exactly. If Barry is a, a wild soul. That much is faux show. But yeah, Alan Wake, yeah, it's mostly a not recommendation because it's a relic of its time, unfortunately. But the, the story is interesting. And if they do come out with, uh, there's actually some DLC in Control uh, where I think they bring back Alan Wake's actor, um, and there's a tie-in to Alan Wake. So, oh yeah, Todd Toddinson, Todd Todd Broven Rivers. Sorry, yes, that's correct. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I mean, like, what what big, biggest complaint was the combat? Yeah, and, that- and the fact that. 
Well, I got I got a whole list of complaints, man. The, the the combat was clunky. I did like the fact that you had to like shine with the light before you could hit them. I thought that was a yeah, cool. Yeah, I mechanic. thought that was good. But the yeah, like dodging the it was like the animation for dodging was just it was poop. clunky, and there was way too much like wind up time for it. So it's like yes. you would have to dodge like eight hours in advance in order to actually <laughs> dodge their thing, which is like. If you're going to make you not powerful enough to easily kill things, then you want the dodge mechanic to be good so you can survive, right? Like, yep. But you also don't want to be playing in Soulsborne, so you don't want it to be fucking required to fight. Like, It's not the point of this game. This game's a narrative-driven game. Big big gripe number two, uh, Alan Wake can sprint for a total of two seconds before he is out of breath, and that was I just horrible. I think that's just realistic. I think that's just realistic. I but I'm playing a video game. Like I'm not it nothing else about the game is based in reality. But I'm then they're just, like, "Oh yeah, he's going to be out of breath after 2 seconds." Like that's not fun. Like everything else you're taking like creative liberty with. Like let him run. I, I understand he'll be out of breath, but like it I just felt it was way too short, especially if there's no enemies around and I'm trying to just kind of run through an area and then he's just like, "Oh, down to like 2 miles an hour." And I don't know. I didn't I didn't like that. When you get tired from running, do you run slower than you walk? I thought it was there was some weird shit like that. I think but maybe so. I'm, yeah. Yeah. Which is super annoying. And I totally agree. When you're out of combat, just give you the quality of life. Allow allow running the whole time. Like yeah. I mean, I understand a little bit, you know, maybe you want it to be a little not sprinting through everything to make sure you get in the ambiance but yeah no i agree that, that mccann was super annoying um and then it, my biggest gripe that frustrated me the most and like every time i released a video with me being frustrated was because of this mechanic and that was the flying objects because you oh i could God, not just fucking so dodge annoying. them like especially and the the sound design doesn't do a good job of telling you where an object is so there'll be like five objects and if if it's not in my direct field of view, I don't know that it's coming and I need to dodge it. And it does like two thirds your health. So you, you, you get one oopsie and then you're dead. And even if you can see it, it's so hard to know the timing for the dodge and, and to do that successfully. So, yeah, it was just I died. There were two parts that I died like five or six times before I finally got through the part. And they were both where you have to run through this corridor of a shit ton of objects attacking you. And it wasn't fun. There's no easy way using flares or like flashbangs or your light to, to get rid of them and dodge them. Bad. I hated it. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I thought normally I you can you can shine your light at the objects to kill them. No, you can, but it's just it's so slow. Like it just doesn't make oh, sense. Like yeah, yeah. it's like, <laughs> and then you're, you're like just burning through all your batteries. Which maybe that's their intention. Is like, oh, we're gonna try and get them resource low, going into this next part for reasons. But I mean, I didn't have issues with those parts. But like, I'm a pretty good gamer. Got first place on my last Clash Cup. You know, that's so fucking true, man. So it's probably just that. I mean, I did, I did say that it is probably partially me just like not playing the the way they intended me to play it. Um, but that that's also like with Doom Eternal, they there's a certain way that is the best way to play. But they do a very good job of making it very clear how you're supposed to do that. Alan Wake yeah. was kind of like it, the difficulty yeah. curve was like. Pfft. It's yeah, yeah that. 
Yeah, the pacing in that game is definitely a little clunky. The, the fact that I can go through pretty much the entire game not dying, and then I hit a spot, and then all of a sudden I'm just dying constantly, and then after that I don't die again. Like, it shows that you're a noob. It's true. I am. You are a noob. I have to be really bad. Entertain. Entertain! All right. Hello. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't got much to say at this point. Uh, I hope you all are staying safe happy healthy enjoy gaming i back to my personal youtube channel because i can't plug that enough max Lewis gaming i will be starting ghost of tsushima tonight i am so stoked for that it's i i used to just buy every new game that came out and i had enough free time that i would just play through all of them and ghost of tsushima is going to be the first game like new game even though it's been out for like seven eight months at this point if not longer but the first new game I have played in a very long time. So I am super stoked to be playing that. Get subscribed if you want to see some Ghost of Tsushima content. Um, so that'll be that'll be pretty dopish. I have another video coming out on a little tech upgrade that arrived in the mail recently. I'm hoping to get it the video edited today and get it published tomorrow. I might publish it tonight, depending on how quickly I can get it all thrown together and stuff like that. But yeah, that should be some new new fun content on there. So get get hyped for that. And also tonight I'm going to be grilling, so I'm a I'm a happy camper. It's unrelated to gaming, but man, it's grilling season. We just moved into a new house. I I have a grill, and I am I'm excited about it. I'll be grilling some steak and some chicken. Oh, hey, Michaela. <laughs> she she switched to her uh, Booksicle account as well. That that's awesome. We're we're just getting all the types of of views. That's that's what we're about. Oh yeah, I'm grilling steak. I got some some two big juicy ribeyes, and I got about two pounds of chicken thighs, boneless, skinless. Gonna be marinating, grilling them up, eating them the way it's meant to be. But we're 45 minutes into our podcast and we haven't even talked about our game. So I think it's time for you to talk about your games, bro. That's true, bro. All right, bro. Here's my games, bro. My games are... The Last of Us and uh, MSG Part 2. Oh. We love MSG in this household. Or is that like monosodium glutamate or whatever, right? Yeah. MSG. Monosodium glutamate. Flavor enhancer. Commonly added to Chinese food, canned vegetables, soups, and processed meats. But in this context, um, it means Metal Gear Solid Two. Wait, it's it's MGS. It's not MSG. <laughs> yeah, I, I I switched up intentionally. Okay, I I didn't catch that. I'm dumb. So continue. Metal Solid Gear. Yes, it is Metal Solid Gear Two. Um, Sons of Liberty. Yeah. We already talked about both these games, you know. So you know how it'd be. Uh, Last of Us is the worst game ever, and Metal Gear Solid Two wins. Yeah, I called that one for. I, I knew you were going to pick that, but tell the viewers why. 
because Chocho would judge me if I said otherwise. And she's watching. She wants you guys to know that she's watching. Um, I actually, I okay, well, at first I was thinking Last of Us should win. And then I was like, nah, I should have Metal Gear Solid 2 win. And then I was like, I should have Last of Us. Problem is, is I haven't done my replay through of The Last of Us. Mm. So mm. I still have really good memories. But obviously, we have some viewers that we've talked about, you know, this game with. Um, who have quite the disdain for the game and i do not recall enough to really defend their criticisms when they do criticize uh so i just you know maybe i just had rose colored glasses when i played last of us third the first time i mean last of us part two is for sure good that one no one's arguing no one's arguing that one (laughs) Well, actually, there's a lot of people arguing that one, but okay. But that's just they're pissed that like what? The, yeah, the plot didn't go exactly how they wanted the plot. Yeah, again, to go. we we won't we'll try not to say it, but spoilers. <laughs> Always be prepared for spoilers, but we we won't be dropping any big spoilers this time. Yeah, um, I don't know. I just actually, it's hard because it's just two very different games. Met, Metal Gear Solid was like a super cool game that was definitely like uh, what do you want to call it? It was like almost like watching a super dope anime or something like that. Not that I watch a lot of mm. anime, but like okay. the whole like premise of it was just super cool and interesting. Uh, and like the environment, it definitely felt like very. Mm, yeah, a lot of like the tropes just felt very like Eastern, you know, but it was kind of cool um, in that in that regard as well. Obviously, just Hideo Kojima has a very like specific art style that's, you know, just very staple him. And that's what you're going to get in Metal Gear Solid 2 and the walking simulator. Um, but to, Metal Gear Solid 2 was like pretty dope throughout. And then they broke the fourth wall at the very end. And it was like, oh! as I've said like a million times, it was a big freak out moment for me. Um, I can't imagine and- that as like a kid, like. You're just like playing through, just all like do 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 do, and then they just like whoop bam, start speaking to you. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. Where the Last of Us definitely was like just built up really well that relationship between Joel and Ellie. Uh, and I mean the end is like super fucking intense as well, but it's a lot more like less of a curveball intense and more like a oh god what's gonna happen you know and it was it was a lot more like uh yeah it was a lot more about the relationship between joel and elliot where metal gear solid i feel like likes to cover on a lot of like political philosophical ideological theological concepts you know it's a little more of a cerebral game and i'm a cerebral gamer so i mean i gotta pick the cerebral game all right um I actually, now that I have said both of those things, I actually don't know what I want to pick, but... <laughs> I was kind of thinking, it was like, man, Last of Us sounds pretty good. Sounds pretty good. It was pretty hype. That last scene was a tearjerker. The last, like, chunk of the game is a tearjerker, honestly. Uh, yeah, I might need to think about it a little bit. I Since I haven't played Last of Us, I, that's that's the big thing. I haven't played it in, since you watched me play it, what... How long ago did we live with each other? Oh yeah, that was like six years ago, five. Yeah, yeah, something like so that. So it it's just been so long. I just feel like 
it's a little bit harder to defend where I've, I've still like at least revisited uh metal gear solid 2 since then but that's probably a testament that metal gear solid 2 should win it's definitely a fun game okay is that your I final think, answer I think, I, I think that's what i'm going with i think i don't i have last of us oh wait did we change last of us to last of us 2 i did oh i should do that oh no because the metal gear Bum. solid 2 loses <laughs> I mean, if there is a game that would beat Metal Gear Solid that you could put on the list, I feel like you should. We're trying to find oh, really? the top 50 games. So if you, if you exclude, unless you can find a different game on the list to, to swap out with Last of Us Part 2. But then it seems kind of cheap because you have two Last of Us games on there. What are you even doing, bro? Yeah, that's, that's too cheap. If I was going to do Last of Us Part 2, because I think we both, we both agree that Last of Us is better than Last of Us. Or sorry, Last of Us Part 2 is better than Last of Us, right? Like, you're not a scrub, is what I'm saying, right? <laughs> I mean, unquestionably, the gameplay and the visuals are better. And, like, the world is better. There's more scope to it in detail. The length of it, it's better. Graphics, better. The story, way different. I mean, the story is a little more of an apples to oranges, but... I know, but it's oh yeah no yeah last was part two yeah that's better it's better it's just that the the split the split skis is what what we come for that's what we stay for they also had a lot of really good they did a good job with like one of my common gripes about video video games where it's just like everything's at one height they did a good job with verticality in the game design which is really cool and they incorporated it in a really cool way which is super dope um. Okay, so Last of Us Part Two versus Metal Gear Solid. That that's actually okay. That's really spicy. That's maybe too spicy <laughs> for me. It's a little early to have all this spice. I mean, I'm kind of thinking Last of Us Part Two. What is? Am I disgracing? I Hideo I don't. Kojima? I don't think that's a disgrace because Last of Us Part Two is that good. It's pretty solid. That's really solid. That ending, man. That that, yeah. I think in that case, if I that that case, my 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 metric is just going to be amount of emotional reaction that I experienced throughout the game, <laughs> and therefore it is Last of Us Part Two. That's my metric. I experienced I think that's more fair. emotional reaction reliably. They have like eighteen wrench drop moments. I know, which is why, like, that's insane. Be, because we we spoiled something in some things last time but there is still so much in the game that so I much don't believe we've spoiled yet it's no uh, it's nuts it's crazy great game great game great game great um game. great game so yeah i think that's going to be my metal gear solid 2 is an absolute banger the gameplay is super fun uh and it's definitely like i think playing a metal gear solid game to just or like a really just a like a well, yeah, early Hideo Kojima game. Like, the amount of references and, like, influence that he's had on the gaming industry is unbelievable. Like, the sound when you get caught in Metal Gear Solid 2 is used literally all the fucking time. Like, you could be at, like, a fucking event and someone will be playing the... <laughs> 
which also piques my anxiety every single time. I, I stress out when I hear it. I think that's why people like playing it because it's such a stressful sound to hear in game. But uh, yeah, if you haven't played a Metal Gear Solid, I think it's uh, it's a good move. Great games. I have only, I guess I haven't played the early ones. I've really only played like from like Xbox 360-ish gen on. I haven't played like Metal Gear or anything like that. So, but yeah, great games. The ones I have played, they're great. Well, damn. Last Spicy. Two ones. Audibles. Audibles all day. We're going to have to change the title of this video. Oh my gosh. Too much. Too much to handle. All right, so my games. Hit me with them. Spider-Man, as in the, the most recent one, Miles 2018. Morales. Not Miles Morales. Although, honestly, I might pull an Audible and throw Miles Morales on here instead. And I think I'm going to do that. Like you are Audible? I, I am Audible. Can you hear me? Hello? <laughs> yeah, I'm changing as well. It's Miles Morales instead of Spider-Man. Come up here, Mocha. Say hi. Yeah, come on, Mocha. Oh, you're wet again. Why? Keep going, Maxwell. Okay. So, yeah, I'm pull pulling an audible, uh, doing Miles Morales versus Doom Eternal. And this was already going to be a hard matchup for me, but I think it gets worse now that I've added Miles Morales because... Miles Morales is great. Uh, we, we talked earlier in our tech news about the fact that it has outsold Last of Us Part 2 and Ghost of Tsushima, which, again, is not too surprising because Spider-Man is such a recognizable IP, but it's still pretty great. I played through it on the PS5, so it was even it was a spectacular experience, and that might be some of what made it a little bit better too. The fact that I could play it at 60 frames per second with ray tracing and looking gorgeous and all that kind of stuff. But the story, they they really tackled some cool stuff. And I think the pacing is better because it was a, a smaller or a shorter story, I should say. I mean, you're still in the entirety of New York, but a shorter story than Spider-Man. I think it was the perfect amount, the perfect size story of game. Uh, there may be some minor spoilers, but I, I won't go into any end game content or anything that you wouldn't find out pretty quick in the game if I say anything at all. So keep that in mind. But Miles Morales, he you get a new ability and a new set of abilities as Miles Morales than Spider-Man has. And I think it completely changes the the combat in the game, how how you play combat, how you play the game. So from a gameplay perspective, I think it's better than Spider-Man. And then the, the story itself is just, it hits some pretty intense heartstrings. There's, I was like, I think actually in tears, not like streaming down my face, but like some, some drippage coming down at the end of the game, which the first Spider-Man definitely did not do for me. And it just, I think it built up super well. Uh, bum bum Yeah, you want to play Miles? Yeah, it. I, I I think that's that's probably a good idea to to wait until you have a PS5 because playing at 60 frames per second is just a crazy experience. But at the same time, I I don't think it's bad. Like at at 30 frames per second, like I, I think you can still have a, a fantastic time playing it um, on the PS4. And and don't like if if that's the only thing that's stopping you. Like if you have other games and stuff you're playing, that's fine. But if the only thing keeping you from playing it is waiting for a PS5, 
I think you still give it a, a, a shot on the PS4. But yeah, it is. It's great. Sorry to finish, but this is a matchup against Doom Eternal, not against Spider-Man 2018. So that was just my justification for supplanting Spider-Man 2018. Doom Eternal, developed by... So Spider-Man was Insomniac Games. They do a great job. Doom Eternal, id Software. It's the sequel to Doom 2016. And Oliver and I talk about it a surprising amount on this podcast because we compare Doom 2016's gameplay style to Doom Eternal's gameplay style in kind of describing what a game does. And that difference is Doom 2016 pretty much lets you beat the game however you want. If you wanted to use a super shotgun for the entire game, you could do that. Doom Eternal, on the other hand, they turned it into a combat puzzle. And each demon has certain weaknesses that certain weapons exploit. So the best way to beat the combat arena is to use certain weapons and certain weapon attachments to beat certain demon types. And then they also added different demon types that control the battle like the marauder was a super divisive addition where it essentially you cannot do any damage to it unless you counter and it only counters his eyes glow green for like a split second right before he freaking attacks you that is your only window to do damage otherwise he can block any damage you do to it and it forces you to play entirely different than the rest of it which is just run around and sprint around and shoot so that that's the main differences between those two. Why we talk about it all the time. I love that aspect. And uh, to to be fair, I agree with Oliver. At the beginning of the game, when you're first like trying to wrap your head around the fact that they're kind of forcing you to do certain things, especially when you don't have a lot of gun options, it it can be kind of frustrating and, and not as good. But I think it as it gets on and you have more enemy types and more guns, I think it gets pretty pretty cool. Because then it's basically you pull out a weapon and you're just like, okay, where is the demon I can kill with this? It, it, it's less of like, oh, I have this one demon type. I have to remember what the gun is. It's like you just kind of like you're learning and you know and you're like, okay, boom, the shot shotgun grenade in the the cack of demon's mouth and then i'm gonna go like plasma blast this like super demon thing and arch vile super cool you get you get a freaking sword in the game man it's oh it's dope um so to answer michaela's question yes we both prefer the opposite (laughs) yes oliver is the doom 2016 and i'm the doom eternal so i i I do want to play back through doom eternal uh just the I didn't really give it that long of a chance. And I might have been slightly inebriated while playing it. Which did not help my frustration at all. Cause you had to be very accurate on the thing I was trying to kill. I forgot even what it was. Accuracy yeah. requirement was a little high for where I was at at the time. Yeah, it's it's one of the, the spider <laughs> spider demon things and it has a turret on its brain that to destroy the turret, you you should shoot like a sticky grenade from the the shotgun to blow it up. But that you do have to be pretty accurate to get it on there, and that it's one of the quicker ways to destroy it. And the turret is really annoying. It does a really yeah, good um, job of fucking your shit up. So you got to make sure you, you take care of that. So yeah, it's a super. It's kind of like they're throwing you into the deep end. And they're like, all right, we've changed everything. Good luck. But that's what like I love about. Yeah, I I just I love when you can just run through something like with the pistol, you know, and just like club penguins some people with the pistols if you want to, like all the time. Yeah, uh, I don't mind. You know, there's been times where I don't mind the puzzle aspect, but yeah, it was definitely a little quick on the tempo for Doom Eternal. But I'm sure if I played it longer, I I like it would the complaint would go away. I'm assuming very quickly if I 
you know, sat yeah. with it a little bit longer. I'd be interested to see. I mean, it's possible that maybe that that is just something that that you don't enjoy. But I'd be interested to see if your opinion does change further into <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. But yeah, so that, that's Doom Eternal. It's Doom 2016 was the first first-person shooter I had played and had an absolute blast with. Like, I mean, I had played like Call of Duty campaigns and stuff like that, but that's basically they put two percent effort into those versus the multiplayer campaigns. And it's just it it's not that great. Titanfall 2 is actually pretty awesome as well. But Doom, Doom 2016, the the sprinting around shooting completely changed my gameplay style in shooters. There's a lot of fun. The soundtrack is just oh my God. Like Doom and Doom Eternal, Mick Gordon. I know there was some controversy with him at the end of Doom Eternal, but man, did he put out some dope tracks. I mean, I worked out to his music for a long time, and if you don't bench press 500 pounds on your first try listening to Doom, are you listening to Doom? The answer is no. Um, but, uh, okay, so you, so you say you feel you would have preferred 2016, but changed it up. Yeah. it's. I mean, that's the thing, too, is like when you're innovating and changing, like, you cannot please everybody. There is, for sure. I don't. I don't know if there is a universally loved game. I mean, Mario is probably the closest thing to it. Like it's it's, but even then, I'm sure there's people. But that those are people sure that people just don't hate like Mario. Good games. Yeah, but they th- those like are the games. they're the people I don't think would buy Mario in the first place anyway. But, um, yeah, Borderlands. Yeah, Border- Borderlands is pretty dope too. I. I played it by myself, though, so I don't think it was as fun as it could have been. I know you've had some good times with the co-op, Oliver, um, in Borderlands. Yeah, but. yeah. Borderlands has been like a great co-op game. Still is. It's still fun to do playthroughs. I should probably hit up old Pat Bat here and see if he wants to do another another playthrough. I haven't gamed for him in a, or gamed with him in a while. So yeah, Borderlands oh, yeah. Borderlands is a good time. I'm not much for playing it solo dolo, but with the homies. Um, always a good time. Yeah. But yeah, it's, I mean, innovation. I mean, Last of Us Part 2 did some crazy shit, and that was incredibly divisive, but it's also, like, it critically was 10 out of 10 masterpiece pretty much across the board, and I, I think it's fair. Like, it, it earned it. And it art is supposed to be divisive, right? It's supposed to spark discussions, have you interpret it, and I, I think that does it well. Um so that's kind of crazy thing. But again, back. So it's Miles Morales versus Doom Eternal. Who's taking the dub? Oh, shoot. God, they both do combat so well. Like, both of them have some of the most fun combat I've ever played in a video game. It's so fluid, fun. It gives you options. It looks fantastic while you're playing it. The The web swinging in Spider-Man is awesome. Doom Eternal also gives you some additional traversal. Uh, you get like double dashes and stuff, and there's a little bit of platforming in the game, which some people didn't like the platforming, but I don't think there's enough to really make you Care. stop playing yeah. the game. Yeah. Um, and it makes the battles way more fun when you can like dash and jump around in the air. I, I think it adds a cool, and there's also a grapple hook on the end of a super shotgun, which changes the game. Like you can like pull yourself into a demon from far away and you get like an upgrade. So that gives you armor when you do that. So it's oh. like incentivizing you to like fly around, like grappling hook. That's demons. pretty dope. Yeah. It's that's what I'm saying. There's, there's some cool stuff in the game. They, they added some like different grenade types and yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. But, uh, 
Yeah. Damn, I I don't know. The story of Miles Morales is a is a banger. Doom Eternal. They definitely did more in the lore category, but that's not really why you're playing Doom at the end of the day. Oh shit. Shit, shit, shit. I actually I have not a clue. I don't even have like a slight lean in any direction. <laughs> oh god this has to oh man i'm what? saying doom i'm saying doom i haven't played the new spider-man or spider-man miles and Morales, but the speed running gameplay i watched doom eternal looks better I, I don't I think you were out when I said this, but I I had some tears at the end of Miles Morales. Like emotionally, it did it did some shit. I do think I knew that though. I think you've told me that. Yeah, that's why it's like, and that 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 stuff is like for me as a gamer is important to me too. Like the for sure, it's hard to get that. <laughs> I'm trying to think like which one, which one did I have more fun playing? Which one was more of an experience, bro? Not just fun. You gotta think about the whole package, whole experience. Okay, Doom. Doom wins. Doom Eternal is the winner by the slightest tiny hair that could ever possibly exist. But I, I was just thinking about as the game progresses, there's constantly new enemy types added. And then there's bosses, and you're like, oh, that was a tough boss, okay, and I win. But then the, that boss now is a regular enemy type for the rest of the game. Um, and they just keep adding, and it, and it gets diverse. But, like, you are you are getting better. Like, your skills are progressing. I didn't, like, the difficulty ramped up, I thought, perfectly. Like, the entire game, it was, like, the same level of challenge, but it got more fun and interesting as the game went on. And the final battle is pretty freaking intense and like butt clenching the entire time and pretty epic the soundtrack it's all there miles morales hits harder on the story front uh i really like the the gameplay diversity in there and the game also looks gorgeous i mean new york beautiful flying around as spider-man uh pretty pretty awesome but yeah doom doom eternal just takes it for the the butt clenching difficulty perfection I think is is how I'll I'll spin it. Oh yeah, that was painful. I didn't like that. I do not blame you. Would not have been a fun decision to make. Well, shall we? Shall we wrap it up? I I think we shall. Uh, thank you, everybody, uh, for for sticking with us, for for watching, for for having fun, for listening. We thank you. Thank you. This is a podcast. We're live streaming right now, the recording. But if, if you're watching this, go check us out on podcast services, all that like Spotify, Apple Music, Google Music, Amazon Podcasts, all that kind of fun, crazy stuff. Uh, we have all of the episodes we've ever made are, are up and live on there. Uh, we haven't always live streamed on YouTube. So there's definitely some episodes on podcast services you wouldn't be able to see if you only follow us on YouTube. Vice versa, if you're listening on podcast services we mm. live stream now the recording mm. if you want to interact with us directly like we were doing with purple misfit over here come join us it's usually sundays but you'll have to hit that notification bell to get notified because we are Ooh. not we're not great about being exactly on the same time every single time so make sure you give that a check 
social media, Instagram, uh, we, we post, um, it, I mean, to be fair, I, Instagram is not that exciting. It's basically just a notification that the it's stuff a notification. is live. Um, we could post more stuff. We could, it we could, could be more fun. And maybe once we start playing hood <clears throat> outlaws and legends, we'll start posting some more content on Instagram. Um, but everything, YouTube podcast, Instagram, it's all mo video games. Um, so make sure to give that a check out. Links in the YouTube description for some stuff we talked about. And if you want us to do a live video game session with the viewers and listeners, let us know. Let us know. I think we're I think we're gonna try to do it. But if there's no interest, then I'm not gonna do it. I'm just gonna play a game with Maxwell instead. So. Yeah, <laughs> like a like a noob. Sounds like a terrible time. Honestly. Especially if we played Stickbold. Oh, man. Don't even. That's coming up in my list as well. I it think is. that might be next week. Let's get in spicy. Let's get in spicy. <sighs> okay. So, either way, thank you for listening. And as always, we will catch you in. Juicy. <laughs> the next one, Juicy. And that will do it for this week's episode of the Mo Video Games Podcast. We had a couple of bait and switches just to make sure that things remained as spicy as you guys expect on the Mo Video Games Podcast. Last of Us Part 2 and Doom Eternal both making surprise appearances and coming out on top today. So as always, enjoy your week and uh, yeah, we'll be posting next week. Juicy. Juicy.